people are so much friendlier and nicer than you actually think. Uh, the world is so much safer than dangerous, yes. and and it's really restore your uh, your trust and your belief in humanity. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where each episode we share the stories of individuals that are living out their bucket slash life goal lists. I am your host, Roger Williams, and through hearing our guests' adventures, my goal is that you will find encouragement and empowerment to add and cross items off of your list. Hey everybody, welcome to the show, and I'm excited for my guest today. Her name is Vivi Tai. She describes herself as someone that's nomadic van lifer, and she is a truth seeker and an author. Vivi, thank you for being on the show. Hi, Roger. Thank you so much for having me. It's really my honor. Awesome. So tell our listeners, what did you cross off your list? Well, I have crossed quite a few items on my bucket list and one that really stood out to me was the time that I floated the lantern in Thailand. It was one of the memorable days in my life. Okay so explain when you say float a lantern what does that mean? Where, when, when did that happen? So um, it's, it's quite kind of like a fairy tale. I don't know if you read have you ever watched the movie Tangle? <laughs> yes. So it's, it's, it's a very iconic scene at the uh, almost the end of the movies where they floated the lantern to the sky. Mm-hmm. So it's similar to that. It's a tradition in Thailand and um, they normally do it for New Year Eve. It's like you make a wish and then you light up the lantern and just flow it up to the sky um it looks very simple and beautiful but it wasn't as simple as you think it is uh-huh. <laughs> because the first time i actually fell <laughs> how do you fail at that <laughs> it didn't really flow up to the sky uh, and i almost i i almost burned the lantern so i had to get the second one <laughs> okay. and do they, do they have people selling those lanterns or do you make them yes 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 they they sell the lanterns for you to do that it's not really expensive, so you can just get like a bunch of those, but you just have to make sure that uh, the when you lit up the, the candle, there's enough air so that it would flow mm-hmm. up the lantern. And also it depends on the day, whether it's windy or not. If it's not windy enough, then it doesn't really go up. Right. And I think that when it goes up enough to the sky, it's my fault now because there's not enough candle, there's not enough lights, but it was quite a fun event. And it was always in my bucket list to do that. And it was, when you see like thousands of lanterns up in the mm-hmm. sky, it's just so beautiful and just so magical. So it just happens around the the New Year. New Year Eve, yeah, New, New Year Eve. Eve. And when when is that, what time of year is that? So if somebody wanted to go to Thailand and experience that, what time, what, what when is that on the calendar? Uh, that was the, I think I, I had the epic, one of the best New Year Eve party in Phuket, Thailand, okay. <laughs> after, right, right after that. I think it's just the Western New Year Eve that I was there. 
Okay. Um, no, I'm sorry. I think it's a Chinese New Year Eve. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it's normally uh, in the lunar calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's different every year. It's it's right. around end of January or beginning of February, and okay. it's a great time to visit Thailand in South Asia because it's normally very hot and humid in 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 Thailand. So during the winter time, February. Oh, January. It's not as humid, and it's it's not as hot as the summertime. So it's a great time to visit, and you get to do the land journey as well. And it's not as it's not it's not rainy season either, correct? Uh, when I was there, it wasn't that rainy. No, it was very sunny, and I was there for a week or more because I went to southern Thailand, I went to the beaches, and then I went to Phuket. I visited like several provinces. Nice. The tradition you said it's tradition there to do this, and you put a you put a wish. Is that what most people do? Is they put a wish on yeah. the, on the and then they put you put that on the lantern. You write it on the lantern. Well, I didn't really write it on the lantern. I just kind of make a wish that you make a birthday okay. wish. Right. You <laughs> don't necessarily have to do that, but I did. <laughs> yeah, so kind of like throwing a coin in the coin in the fountain, almost. Yeah, 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 and then just let it go up to the sky. You know, so it's it's kind of like a beautiful tradition. I my uh, origin is Vietnam, and um, I actually never got to do that in Vietnam. But in Central Vietnam, they have kind of similar tradition. But instead of flowing it to the sky, um, they let it float on the river. So it's like a lantern. You put a candle in the lantern, you let it float on the river or a lake. So it's it's a bit different. But I never get to do that in my life. That's really cool. What what was driving you that you wanted to do that? What was what was inside you that said I, I want to go participate in that event? I want to put that on my bucket list and cross it off. Well, because I've seen it a lot on Instagram and I thought mm. well, it's so beautiful and I just it's so magical. And I was kind of into photography as well. So part of the reason that I wanted to do that was so I could take pictures mm-hmm. and because it just it, it's such a beautiful tradition and I'm from Asia but I never get to experience it so when I got the chance to go back to Asia like why not like I I would like to try it out and be in that magical moment because it's beautiful it's romantic and something that you experience only once in a lifetime so that's why I decided to go to Phuket just for that event but after the 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 floating lantern they have like street party everywhere in Phuket and it was really epic it's it's phenomenal and that was something that I didn't really expect and it was just really beautiful and I still have the videos recording of it and I was like I want it to remember that night forever. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. If somebody wants to go do this, what's like a piece of advice that you would give them to like say if you're going to go do this you need to do x to make sure you get the most out of it. Well, you have to know when those events take place. Uh, it's not like every day in the year because it's a festival and it's a tradition 
I know that beside Thailand, some other country may have similar tradition as well. And you just have to look um, at the calendar. Normally, it's hosted by a temple or on the country, uh, the, the city's events. So you just okay. have to search for that if you want to participate in it. And definitely, you would have to buy several lanterns to make sure that mm -hmm. one go up. There you go. <laughs> How much were the lanterns? How much did that cost? Uh, I can't remember. It was several years ago. I I got several of them. I I don't think they was that expensive. Just a few mm -hmm. bucks, really. Okay. Yeah, everything uh, is really cheap in Thailand. You can get like a meal for like a dollar. So, yeah, it's it's a beautiful country to visit for sure. Besides that tradition that floating lantern everywhere in thailand is just really fun yeah i've i've been to kopibidan and kopibilay down down south where the beach the movie the beach was filmed yeah i went there right after the tsunami to do some relief work so i definitely hear you uh, thailand is definitely a, a beautiful place uh, with with very very kind people too that was one of the the benefits of being there everyone seemed to be super nice they called the land of smiles for a reason and i, I think yeah 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 and the food is so good too mm -hmm. um, and i got to also experience driving scooter <laughs> but it's on but because in thailand they follow british rule so right. you drive on the right side not the left step side right the left so side. they drive on the left side not the right side yeah so they drive on the left side yes i remember no the, no here in the u.s and canada the driver is on the left side but in thailand is on the right side it's like in 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 Britain. oh the where the, it's on the right is. side yeah yeah yes, yeah yes, yes. yeah <laughs> So when you drive scooter, you also have to follow that rule. And sometimes like when I go out, I should, like I, I normally look to the left, but then you have to look to the right first. Right. <laughs> so everything is kind of reversed. Yeah, uh, my experience was uh, definitely, it was the first time I had ever driven on the opposite side before when I did that. And I remember we went and picked up the car at an airport with a friend of mine and we got back to the hotel and we both got out of the car and just fell to our knees and kissed the ground because it was a <laughs> very harrowing experience. Yeah. And then as we were driving to our destination, we pulled around this corner of this cliff and and almost ran into the back of an elephant um, that, was on oh, a wow. that was on a truck. So yeah, that, oh, wow. that, that, that's a, it's an interesting experience to have and then to do it in a, in a such a beautiful country it was it was pretty crazy so after you, you you lit the candle and you lifted that lantern up into the air what what was that feeling like what were you feeling inside what were the emotions uh i think i felt a lot of excitement and it's and happy like oh i actually mm. accomplished an item in my bucket list that i always wanted to do for the longest time so I, I was just really happy and I had a lot of friends around me. So it was very cheerful because it, it was New Year Eve as well. Mm -hmm. So it's, yeah, that's why I said it's a, one of the most memorable days in my life. And it's, 
the the surrounding is beautiful it was romantic you don't necessarily have to be with a partner <laughs> <laughs> to be to be in such a romantic setting but it feels like i accomplished something you know because i get to do that i get to cross this out of my bucket list out of all the things that i wanted to do and so let's let's go there what's a what's something else besides doing this that you want to cross off your list or you're actively looking at doing a lot actually <laughs> i have a very i have a very long bucket list something else that i wanted to do is to build a tiny house uh-huh. uh, here in canada that is a long term dream and i really want to do that within uh, the next year or in the next couple years and also to have more book published and to be uh, a speaker that speak on stage like on a TED stage or a uh-huh. TEDx stage so those are definitely in my list to do and some other things that hi I have also crossed was to uh, was traveling in Japan and I got to experience one of the biggest Japanese cherry blossom in Japan they had like 2500 cherry trees it's like mm-hmm. when you when you go there it feels like transported to a completely different era because surrounding the park as like old ancient houses it was in the small town and the park was huge and everything was just cherry blossom you see flowers everywhere right. it was really like in a fairy tale scene and It, it, it in that moment i was just feel like i cannot believe i got to be there and i got to see such a beautiful scenery and in japan it was just so tranquil it's really it's so different in japan because of the the old feelings like the ancient mm-hmm. everything is antique everything is old and there's so much tradition in Japan also and everything is just so clean um like all the parks in Japan you don't see you don't see garbage uh-huh. you don't you don't see trash cans anywhere so you everyone have to carry trash with them and you would have to go home and throw the trash away <laughs> even though it's so much work but like nobody ever litter so the parks in Japan is just like spotless you just see beauties everywhere so you you've described two experiences that you've crossed off your bucket list one being the lantern festival and one being the cherry blossom festival what why do you think for you crossing items off your bucket list is so important or so fulfilling because it makes me feel like i have accomplished something and that helps me to build up my confidence that i can if i set my mind to something that i can achieve it and that if i have a goals uh i i'll be able to accomplish those goals and i utilize the energy and the same mindset into my work as well mm-hmm. as long as i have as long as i have a clear vision about something i have a goals what i want to do i go out and i accomplish that and so by achieving these small items in my bucket list is helps me to trust myself a little bit right. more knowing that 
if I can do that, I can also do this as well. So that's why it was important for me. That's a that's a awesome. <laughs> that, that is really awesome. So you uh, you're already engaged in the van life. Yeah. And yeah. and you're doing that, which which is to me like that is a tiny home. <laughs> so <laughs> so besides being able to travel around in your van and not being able to do that so much in a tiny home, what are the differences between the two that you think, man, I want to have a tiny home? Well, it's like a micro home with what I have right now. It's so tiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason I want to have a tiny house is that because during the winter time, I want to have a place of my own to settle in. And in the winter, I don't travel a lot. First of all, because of safety, because of the weather, and my dog doesn't like to be outside <laughs> in the cold all the time. He's not he's not the snow dog. Right. <laughs> he, yeah, he, he's quite picky. So having a place on my own um, for myself and for my dog, just so we have something to go back to after all the traveling. And I, I want to have a life where I can balance stability and adventure. Um, I want to have the security. Why not sacrificing all the fun time that I get to have with van life? And having a tiny house kind of give me the chance to, um, to actually focus on myself during the winter time because I get very moody and I, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say depressed, but I, I'm always tired during the winter, so I don't like to do a lot of things. So I, I would like to have a place where I can just like, focus on my own self-care and focus on my goals and what I want to do. And, and the stability give me that opportunity. And that's what I have experienced for two years now by doing the seasonal van life and during the winter time I rent a place mm -hmm. uh, it's, so now I'm like maybe I'm ready to have my own place and um, so maybe I can actually build a tiny house myself or I can ask someone to help me to to teach me how to build a tiny house so that that's the reason why I want to have one I think that like when I get to travel uh, in my van life and I don't use a tiny house, I can also rent it out there you you know, to make an additional income as there well. You. So why not? Yeah, yeah, have an Airbnb going on while you're while you're traveling around. You're very much a crosser offer. You're very much a bucket list per person. When you started doing that, were they small things or did you say, oh my gosh, I just need to go do something huge so I can get my confidence level up? Or did you start like really small? And what was that? If you can remember, what was that first thing you're like, this is something I'm crossing. I know I'm crossing something off my bucket list right now. Oh, I started to create my bucket list in 2014, 2015. And definitely it started very small. The first thing that I did was uh, traveling with cow surfing. I don't know if you're familiar cow with surfing, cow yeah. surfing. Yes. Sure. <laughs> using so, your friends and family for for lodging yeah 
but but I actually stay with Stranger with the Couchsurfing website. I didn't stay with um uh, with my friends when I was when I started solo traveling. Uh, and when I did that, it really opened up my eyes and my mind to a whole different world with traveling. And that was when I really fell in love with traveling. It, it was what inspired me to be a nomad. Mm-hmm. And, and becoming a nomad is how I was able to fight myself. The first time that I traveled with Kawasofing, I was nervous and I was scared because I didn't know on the other side what that person would actually like. Because on on the website, she presented herself as a female, but that could be fake, right? right? Even though, and she had several reviews. So I look at her reviews and I read between the lines very thoroughly because I was really nervous. And I actually drove there ahead of time just to check out the neighborhood. <laughs> what did you see? Whether it was safe? Uh, and I even carry like the the, the Swiss knife with me <laughs> just in case. That, that was like my weapon. If like anything, if she, if she just out to be a dude, <laughs> but she she was really sweet and she was a Chinese girl, uh, and she was about my age. But she has already had a lot of experience with traveling. She was backpacking in Europe. And so hearing her story really inspired me. And I ended up having like the best time ever with Kawasofing. And after that, it, it helped me to build more confidence. And I was like, yes, I think I can do it more often. And I also started hosting. Uh, when I live in Boston and I got to meet a lot of travelers in the city and hearing their stories. So all, all that really helped me to get more courage to travel abroad. At first, I, I started traveling within the U.S. only. Then I started traveling around South Asia. It's a bit scarier in South Asia because it could still be sketchy. That, yeah, still using that website. Uh, I'm not really active anymore since I travel with my van mm-hmm. and I don't really need a place to stay occasionally when I'm in the city. I just meet the travelers in the city. Uh, but these days I prefer to be in remote places. So occasionally I just meet people on the road. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. just Sometimes I just make friends with people on the road when I when I was in, in Kingston, um, no, actually in Manitoulin and in Ontario, I met a guy who was looking for a roommate and I was going to travel to Montreal to find a place to stay. So it's, I did not even find a place in Montreal yet. And someone's already up for me right. a place and we ended up being best friends. That's awesome. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think with the cow surfing experience, it's really taught me one important thing that people are so much friendlier and nicer than you actually think. Uh, the world is so much safer than dangerous. Yes. And, and, and it's really restore your, uh, your trust and your belief in humanity. I have had some occasions that cow surfing hosts 
um, they did not even know me. They haven't even met me yet, and they already like, I'll just give you the key. <laughs> I'm just giving you the key to my house. You do whatever. <laughs> or wow. just give you a code to my house. Um, and he wasn't even there yet. And he would just already give me a code. And he was like, a bunch of cow sofas are already staying there already <laughs> now. So you can just go and meet them. And he was actually at work. Um, and I was like, okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Vivi, yeah. where can people find you and other information about your van life, your travels, anything else you have going on? Where can they find you online? So I do have a website. It's called Living Through Alchemy is the title of my book. And when people go to my website, they can also find my social media contact as well. I'm active on Instagram and my Instagram handle is smileyvv05. <laughs> That's smiley face. VV, my name, V-I-V-I-05. And um, of course, I also have YouTube channel to you know, share with people about my van life experience and my personal growth journey. So my YouTube channel is called Personal Growth Through Van Life. Nice. We will put all those uh, links in the show notes so people can just click them right off the bat and, and find more about you. Vivi, uh, I wish you all the success in crossing more items off your bucket list. And I appreciate you being here. Thank you so much, Roger. As a reminder to our listeners, in this episode's show notes, you will find links to learn more about this week's guests and information on how you can cross this item off of your list. You can follow my adventures of crossing items off my bucket list on Instagram and Facebook. And as always, new episodes of this podcast are available to stream every Friday morning. We will meet you here next week. And until then, keep living out your list. Music